Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson, episode three in our series on PEDs for males. And we're going to move into cycle adjustments. We finished up last episode talking about a little bit, at least in terms of cycle design. We'll probably pick that up here as well. But, but how to make these adjustments uh, deeper in the series, we're going to talk about aromatization a little bit more, some, some health considerations. But just whatever you have left, Adam, to talk about cycle design and then how to adjust or, or why people would make the changes when they do, it's because I don't tell people what to do if they are an enhanced athlete. I rely on them. I will tell my clients, you need to tell me what you're changing and when. So at least I, I look for those physiological effects and I can you know, understand what's happening from a nutrition and body composition standpoint. But uh, let's go through it. Tell us what people are doing and how they're adjusting their cycles and why. Yeah. So the biggest thing you want to use the minimum effective dose. So if you're getting great results, you know, don't mess with anything. Um, but some things that could be, uh, you know, roadblocks potentially is not having a great, you know, androgen to estrogen ratio. So if you have estrogen too low, you might get some sexual side effects that you're not fond of. And then um, if estrogen's too high, you might get some gyno. So this is uh, where you really have to adjust. So if you're getting that conversion to estrogen, you're definitely getting too much. So this is where we look into, first of all, I usually like to pull back the amount of drugs versus add a drug to, you know, stop that. Or we might pull down the dose and add a DHT to lower the estrogen, just so we're hitting it from both sides. Um, the other component of that is estrogen could be too low. So you actually add something that does aromatize. So um, testosterone aromatizes the estrogen for men. So if you need more estrogen in your body, you can definitely increase testosterone or you can use a compound like Dianabol, which really converts the estrogen very quickly. So that actually can really help you balance the androgen to estrogen ratio. Um, that's going to be a little bit different for everybody. So if you can kind of see where you naturally sit before you even start a cycle in the first place, if you can kind of keep that ratio in mind as androgens raise, um, that's a really good way to balance your cycle. However, you might not be able to keep that ratio based on, you know, like side effects like gynecomastia. Um, so there will be some fine tune changes per person. And uh, you know, just with a little historical context, going back to the first uses of these, you know, compounds in the sixties and seventies, even deep into the eighties, you would see somebody like a Lee Haney hit the stage at 230 pounds, 240 pounds. And, and people would talk about cycling and, and a lot of, a lot of people, even in the 60s and 70s, would just do absolutely nothing as kind of a cleansing period, and they would only use leading up to their contest. And now, of course, it's just a race to the top. And so people are cycling stuff all year round. We're getting competitors on stage at over 300 pounds. So so what what is different? And, and maybe what do you think is harmful or what is okay in terms of the, the more modern era type of cycling? You know, that's a tough one because it can, it can always seem okay on paper. And I think, I think you never really know your answer until the long term, you know, um, 
you know, maybe you develop some heart disease earlier than you would have, or maybe you don't develop it at all. Um, you have to ask yourself, were you lucky or was it uh, you just had superior genetics to not have that happen? So it's a really hard one to answer because I, I think at the end of the day, um, one thing that really led me into not doing this was I said, when I'm dying, will I be on my deathbed wondering if it was something I did for my bodybuilding career? And that's what kept me, you know, as a natural athlete through my, um, through my time now, however, I am on TRT and I, I do like the benefits of that. Um, and, uh, I, I do think that it's one of those things where I don't think I'll regret that because I'm not taking myself to a super physiological level. Um, so that was something that I knew I would never really have to question, but I think you start raising those doses, you know, and maybe, maybe one cycle is all you do and you could probably end up being super healthy from that or two. But, um, I think we also have to say there's the psychological component to this where, you know, you sometimes don't want to stop because you do feel a little bit deflated when you're not on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I have chosen never to go that route. And I think it's almost just the personality difference as, as a species. So there are, are people like me who are a little cautious and reserved, and I'm looking at those health benefits and, and I'm forward thinking enough to ask myself the same question. What's, what's on the other side of this? Am I going to regret this? And other people are either I'm going to win the Olympia or die. I don't care. Whichever way it goes, that's, that's where I'm heading. Uh, so I, I do, when we get into the next couple episodes, I want to talk about a, a little bit deeper health considerations, even, even, uh, in terms of medical management. So, uh, uh, really appreciate your expertise, Adam, and you guys stay tuned. We're going to hit episodes four and five here in contest prep university.